Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, we are sitting down today with uh, Corey Stevens. This is a uh, quarantine COVID-19 edition of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. We're uh, meeting together on Zoom. Um, now, Corey is uh, the co-owner of Knight's PTR, CrossFit Gym in uh, Cookville, Tennessee. And um, we will, might have some guests that jump in on this podcast. We'll see um, as we go. But Roy is in a meeting, but might be jumping on here in a minute. And uh, Corey, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Jacob. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, man. Glad to have you. Um, so let's just just kind of roll in here. Um, the The reason that I that I initially well, one you posted the other day about you know, having been on the podcast before with, with Jamie and Roy and, um, and that got me to thinking because earlier in the week I, or day before or something time really, I don't really know time right now. Um, but, I hear you. Same <laughs> yeah. thing. but you had posted Thursday. about a decision, um, about nights closing, um, yeah. because of, you know, the stay at home act and, and, and I assume, you know, the double whammy of the uh, tornado and, uh, the the pandemic at the same time because um like where where i work full-time um people that i'm with um got got a double whammy of that too they live in mount juliet and so um they both got the the pandemic and the tornado and so that that both uh just knocked knocked them out of a lot of things and so um tell me tell me about that like um what what was kind of the the lead up going into that like what was what was jim like the gym like before um all this mess started uh i mean the gym was doing really well uh we had a really good core group of people that were there all the time you know just just like you normal any other uh, good crossfit gym good you know gym environment uh what you would call like a, a good group of a family almost and mm-hmm. uh it was going really well uh clicking right along just like normal like we've been doing for years and years uh you know it just uh just you know real comfortable real just normal everyday thing and then definitely the tornado was the the beginning of uh the issues um drastically affected everybody in town and 
uh, I'll, I'll be honest and say that we were we were incredibly blessed to not be drastically affected like some of the people were. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've been up here to see what it's like, but it is like something you'd see in a war zone. It is unbelievable, and uh, I, my heart really goes out to all those people. And uh, but once that happened, um, definitely the gym population drastically drastically changed overnight. Uh, of course, we we did our best to kind of mobilize and help people and do what we could do as part of the gym family. We didn't have anybody in the gym that had any like, injuries or anything, but one one couple at the gym, which uh, had been with us a long time, their home was in the subdivision that got wiped out. Uh, fortunately for them, though, they didn't, they didn't lose their home. They just had some damage and lots of debris in their yard, and several of the people from the gym went over and tried to help them clean up. Uh, it was logistically, it was... It was really hard because the roads were closed and all kinds of things were going on. So we did our best to help as much as we could, and uh, we went on from there. But as far as like in the gym, that was definitely like the first uh, the first notice of some drastic changes. That was like the the precipice there. That's where it started, at least catalyst. Yeah. So just for people who are outside of our state, um, the illustrious state of Tennessee. Um, so Nashville got a lot of press, of course, because it's big city, Nashville, tornado came through, but Cookville was, was a different issue, like completely worse, uh, scenario with the tornado in Cookville, um, far more deaths and, you know, fatalities in there, um, and injuries. And so to kind of get, you know, understanding, like when you say war zone, like I, uh, I was telling my, my sister, the tornado went basically, uh a half a house next to hers like like she was right beside where it went through in in donaldson like it went through nashville donaldson and kind of went out your way um out east but like i remember driving um going to do work tornado cleanup after like oklahoma city like um like when when these huge category five tornadoes went through and, and like seeing the decimation there and um and so i was in florida when the tornadoes came through um i was down there for a conference and yeah and so in the morning i'm sitting there eating breakfast you know at the at the hotel lobby or whatever you know and, and on the news is nashville tennessee and i was like are you kidding me like what what in the world is happening right here um but it those storms that i mean just you don't think much like a like a, oh okay a little tornado coming through or whatever like it is unbelievable what a little cyclone yeah will do um to in the path that you can see um it's incredibly devastating but i'm glad to hear that people you know directly with you weren't necessarily um people that were injured or gosh i couldn't imagine having a, a gym member being killed in, in the midst of that like you know kind of being that that close to it all yeah uh we were I mean, incredibly fortunate that it wasn't way worse than it was because it hit a really, really populous part of the county. Uh, and fortunately enough, uh, from what I understand, there was another tornado that like sucked the energy out of the EF4. Mm. And that's really what saved the college, TTU, and the hospital. Because wow. it was on a direct line at Adam. And right when it hit the edge of the town and kind of like was going to come down into town is kind of when it just lifted up. And uh in hindsight, it found, you know, it turns out that after reading about it, they said there was another small, like, EF1 that was trying to develop off to the north of it. I believe uh -huh. 
that pulled the energy out of the EF4 and basically kept the town from getting a direct hit right through the center. Wow, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what the meteorologists say in hindsight. That looking at it in afterwards, that that other small system that was slightly, I believe, to the north, just just happened to get enough energy out of it to make it come off the ground and not hit the town directly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome, Roy. Roy's jumping on here now. Nice. Roy, how are you, brother? Good, man. Uh, you know, washing my hands, staying quarantined over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I we probably should release this video because the amount of beard game that's happening in the this podcast right now. Um, I'm I'm growing mine back out, but we're just not not quite to the the standard of of Roy and Corey at this point. I mean, I'm, I've always had a beard envy of Corey. Mm. Uh, trying to get close. Looks uh, good. Getting there, man. You use a straightener on that thing. You use one of those those beard uh, straighteners. A hair dryer. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, but it's a little yeah. unruly right now. <laughs> yeah, like I don't straighten mine or anything. Just it's just is what it is. You're right, on that's that cool. Yep. Yeah. My barber says that I have a Mesopotamian beard. I don't know what that means, but it sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I mean he, he explained it to me. I was just like, okay, sounds sounds awesome. But uh, was he running his fingers it, through your beard when he was talking to you about it? <laughs> he, was, he was cutting it. I haven't seen him in like two months, so it's kind of getting crazy. That's why I have yeah. a hat on. You don't on under the hat. <laughs> I can't wait to get a haircut again. Yeah. Uh, me too. I'm looking forward to it. It's nice so, right now. so we, uh, so first of all, you know, the tornado came through and that was week one of kind of probably the downturn. Right. And then yeah, week week two something else starts to surface um a little little illness called COVID-19 yeah uh we started hearing about it uh a little bit more prevalent it's starting to show up at that point starting to show up in the state uh Putnam mm-hmm. County didn't have cases directly but we were kind of fortunate enough that I don't know if you've seen him or not he's been on the news uh Mark Pierce he is the infectious disease doctor for Putnam County and the Cookville Hospital uh, mm-hmm. been all over the world doing he's he's awesome unbelievable he's been a client of ours for i don't know seven years something like that and so he oh, was wow. come to the gym every day, giving us an update on what's going on and you know and we were about hey what do we need to do as the gym is there certain things we need to take care of you know we'd already started doing like some really enhanced cleaning and uh sterilizing between classes and doing all the you know we've always cleaned and stuff but we're like really taking it ultra serious even though there had been no cases in Putnam County or anything. And, you know, he just kept telling us like, Oh, you're doing fine. Follow the CDC's guidelines. Just keep doing that. Everything's fine. And, you know, we talked to him, like, do we need to close? He's, and he told, you know, he didn't really seem like at that point, mm-hmm. it, like, you know, we didn't know Obviously, at that point, testing was not exceptional, but it just wasn't happening in town yet. So yeah, we wasn't just, even know, available at that point. That's right. Correct. So right. we just, you know, did what we thought we could do, what, what we could control inside our environment. And we just kept plucking away, but definitely uh, started to see a pretty significant downtick in gym participation mm-hmm. uh, about a week, week and a half after the tornado. Uh, and that, well, the week of the tornado, the gym was a ghost town. 
because a lot of us were out doing things to try to help. So but that's fine. After that, let's say 10 days past that period, started seeing uh, participation in the classes starting to start to come down. Uh, and then within two weeks, it was significant. Like I would say uh, by the end of March, we were down uh, nearly 60%. Wow. And that was so before any mandated closures. So is that 60% of people saying, hey, can you put my membership on hold? Or like just not showing up? Just not showing up. I mean, yeah. all right. So, we, you know, we've been operating for almost nine years. And uh, if you talk to our bean counter, he would always tell us that we should have some sort of contract where people are always getting charged, just like any other global gymist. And, you know, we just refuse to ever do that. We just, we didn't want to force people to come and pay. We wanted people to want to come and pay because of the service they provided in, you know, the family mm-hmm. environment. So we just, Ever ever went down that road, so we had a good part a good portion of our clients that still wrote us a check every month. And, so, you, uh, so you mean just to make sure I understand? So, like people would show up and pay for their month, like there wasn't a automatic draft option for you guys. We we have an automatic draft option, but there is a uh-huh. significant part portion of the gym that yeah. did not use. It. We were fine with. We we're totally fine. I mean. Sure. Lots of clients, we don't ever want to be responsible for someone being short, being able to buy groceries, you know, or being, you know, late on a bill that is imperative to their livelihood, right? So all those things kind of come in. We're like, I don't want to be taking money out of your account if you don't have it to spare. So we tried to be as as we possibly could with, with everybody. So there was a significant portion of the population of the gym that just wrote us a check on a day or on a monthly basis when they could, right? Mm-hmm. You know, membership first of the month. But a lot of times people are like, hey, you know, can I get you in a week? And we just try to work with people, right? Yeah. We didn't want to take away their ability to affect their livelihoods in a positive manner by being fit. And we also didn't want to make something else to be a shortfall in their monthly budget. So there was a good chunk of people that, they just weren't there. So when they weren't there, they weren't paying, which is fine. Gotcha. We understand. And in no way do we hold that decision against anyone. I mean, mm-hmm. I hundred percent. I mean, if you think that you're in a higher risk category or, or for whatever reason, you think that it's something that you should be excluding yourself from. I, I respect that a hundred percent, but you know, when people don't come and they're not on autodraft there, there's no income coming into the business. So that was kind of where it started. Or the yeah. week, third week of March, start hitting pretty hard. Right. Goodness gracious. So, um, so when, so what, what happened next? Like, you know, third week of March. Um, so like la- what last week, I guess, um, would be the fourth or fifth week. I don't know. Days, like I said, are, are a little April. confusing at this point. Yeah, so we're, oh, we're in April. So, yeah. That was April that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, May 1. May 1 so. Oh, yeah, today's May. Oh, geez, I don't even know right. what's happening. So, so what happened okay. there is uh, sorry, I don't mean to run over you. Um, no, you're fine. There is we continue to kind of like dwindle a little bit, dwindle a little bit, and uh, in trying to forecast what's going on, uh, me and our partners we got together and we're like, okay, for safety, we should consider going ahead and closing the doors. Um, and that was not at all a financial decision. 
we were just like, okay, it's starting to get pretty serious. At that point, we had, um, if I remember correctly, seven confirmed cases in Putnam County, Some, something mm-hmm. like that. So huge, but Putnam County isn't huge. Uh, so we, we uh, talked about it. And then uh, one of our great friends, another gym that's in Overton County, just down the road, uh, CrossFit Overton, they had decided to go ahead for safety's sake and close. So the, uh, I think it's like the, somewhere like in the mid twenties of, of uh, March, we got together, we meeted, we decided to go ahead and close. We made a video, posted it, let everybody know. And then the very next day, the governor required us to close. Yeah. We, we got order to close. So and that was, I think, right at the end of the third week of March, if my dates are correct. Like I said, dates are hard now. So <laughs> yeah, they are. So we, you know, we went ahead and closed for safety purposes, and then we started a whole program where clients could come and lend, could borrow the equipment. So mm-hmm. yeah, set all that up, and we transitioned to. We didn't do daily Zoom classes. Um, and the reason we chose not to do that is because we couldn't figure out a time where we could get the majority of people in one or two classes. It just didn't sure. work. Uh, yeah, we so tried that. What um, we did was we, we had yeah, we to do programming. Yeah, yeah, we we ended up doing that as well. Like we have a seven a.m. I think Zoom class, um, and, and people if they want to do like live, they can do it then. We were we tried an afternoon, but couldn't find a time, um, and so we ended up doing like a Facebook live every day for whatever the workout is, just like you, you did. I mean, you talked about, you know, what kind of what the workout was and kind of went through things. Um, and then asked people to kind of like post their scores or whatever underneath and, and whatever their time was. But, um, it takes, it takes a lot out of what makes CrossFit beautiful doing that, you know, um, the community and the personal connection kind of dissolves a little bit there. And, and, um, it's such a, such a struggle, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, we, I went and started doing programming. We drastically modified what looked on a day-to-day basis, just mm-hmm. because, uh, you have X percentage of the gym population that, that did come in loan out, you know, the borrowed equipment and it was available to anybody that, um, and then you have a population that came and got like a kettlebell or a dumbbell. They chose not to like take barbells and stuff like that. And then you have a gym population that they got nothing. They chose not to come get anything for whatever reason. So we talked to try to have like program for all three levels <laughs> yeah. of that. And then so we just decided the best thing to do is modify the program and like we completely took pardon me. We completely took pull-ups out of the game and stuff like that. Like no muscle-ups, no pull-ups, no handstand push-ups. I've seen way too many internet videos of people breaking things, trying to do handstand oh, push-ups. So we just yeah. kind of like eliminated some of those easy things to kind of take off. And we just started doing programming. And I did a video every morning here in, in the bedroom that I'm sitting in now. Just kind of like let people know, here's what we're doing. I know it's a little bit different. Please, you know, keep in contact with us. Post on the social media messages things like that just trying to like keep the the well pump pumping you know and mm-hmm. uh quite a bit of participation which was i'm really super happy about all the way up until uh i just shot the unfortunately very emotional last workout video today for tomorrow's workout um, oh gosh yeah yeah not was not fun at all i am not a traditionally emotional person but that really sucked 
Uh, but we just kept trying to do that. And, you know, I'm texting the clients, talking to them. We have a one giant group message that we all kind of like converse in. So we just tried to keep everybody as connected as we could, given the circumstances. But mm-hmm. with April coming around, a good portion of the clients, like I said, still write us a check. We were down uh, around 85% as far as income concerned. Wow. Uh, after after the first of April. Hmm. That uh, that was pretty significant. I mean, we knew that was coming, but when you see it, the reality of it, it's it's tough. Yeah. So how how many um, owners are there uh, with with nights? Like you saying right, so people. it started it started traditionally uh, with me and Darren Murphy. Uh, mm-hmm. My father was like a partner way back, you know, nine years ago, just because we needed another person to help us with get the secure financing. But my father's never been physically involved in the business. Mm. Um, and Darren ran the business and did everything for it up until this summer of 20, uh, 2018. Summer mm. 2018, on another partner named Marvin Long, Big Marv. Big Marv's Fireworks, give him a little plug there. He's pretty, oh, yeah. he's kind of low. He's kind of locally famous, and uh, he is a tremendous guy. I think the world of him. He'd been a client for forever, and uh, he was interested in like coming on board. And we we brought him on board, and he's been a big part of us for the last two. I mean, he's been a big part of the gym family for years, but he has mm-hmm. been a partner for, uh, for the last two years. So, so technically, there's four, really three active, and then my wife is also one of the coaches, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. She's been a coach since. Uh, she got her level one about four months after we opened the gym back in 2011. So she has been a coach at the gym for uh, eight and a half years. So, Wow, long time. She's technically not a partner, but she's just as much involved as, uh, as everybody else. Yeah, but she's in charge. I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's really it. <laughs> uh, listen, I am not the boss in my home. He, I have seen the boss's job and I don't want it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to admit that right now. I don't, I don't care. To admit it. Everybody yeah, that knows I mean, me knows. Yeah. 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 Well, anybody that's married knows. Um. <laughs> hey, so interesting. Uh, in about, uh, what's this? so in about 13 days, my wife and I are going to have our 20 year anniversary. Oh, uh, 20 years. Jeez. Yeah. I, I know I'm old, but I, I'm not that old. So we, we've been married since we were 18. Apparently you are. Oh, really? Um, what year is this? Is this 2020? This will be 19 for it's us 20. in December. Oh, there you go. Congratulations. There you go. That's but awesome. We didn't, I didn't get married until I was 20, 22. <laughs> we were uh, high school sweethearts. and the, uh, the story you always hear about. And uh, got married a, a year to the day from when we graduated high school. Wow. together. Jeez, that's incredible! You're 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 the one that ruins all teenage romances. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> because of you, every teenager is like, "Nah, this is forever," and I'm like, "It's this not is forever." Statistically, it's definitely not. And they're like, "You don't know yeah. what we have." <laughs> yeah. You're like, "You're yeah, right." I don't. It's incredible. But you know, and that's another thing about the gym. It's like Darren and I have been friends since 1999 
long before the gym, long, long before the gym. And we've always were really close. And then obviously my wife and I have been together and then uh, Marv came along right after the gym. So, you know, we were really super tight group of, you know, people, just us four people. And uh, it has been super hard. Uh, but this last week has been terrible. Uh, I mean, I hate, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because ultimately, ultimately we're still very blessed for everything. So, but on Monday, when we had that final talk where we decided like, okay, this is what we have to do. Mm. Uh, from that point till even now has been, it has been so, uh, so difficult <sighs> talking to everybody, you know, trying to explain what's going on. And, you know, we, we decided right at the beginning, like we're just going to be hundred percent transparent with everybody. Let's tell everyone exactly what's going on. We don't want to be, we don't want to be private about it. We want everybody to understand why we did this and that it is not a heart decision. It's a mind decision. You know, like if we operate solely on what our hearts wanted to do, we just we just stay open regardless of what the consequences ultimately be. And, but we just really can't, we couldn't do that. Uh, and to tell you how incredible, I mean, every CrossFit gym and every gym of this nature has an amazing community right out we all do and everybody says we have the best you know that you hear that all the time but like i have tons of clients who physically would call me and say listen i'll write you a check for x amount of dollars right now if you'll stay up uh, you know it's and multiple clients over 10 made that offer and uh, and what and it's then i mean tremendous but our biggest concern was is like let's say that we take this money and we, we do something so that, you know, we can stay open, which we, we didn't want to take people's money. Number one, but yeah. was there. Uh, what to say that even if we do that and we stay open, are we potentially prolonging the closure and not just because ultimately there would still not be enough people that coming back to the gym to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. We're super concerned about how could we in good faith take people's charity like that and then still potentially close in three months because there's still only 14 people that came back, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just, it was just such a tough decision. And, you know, when we decided to close, we never even in a thousand years considered that we would have that, you know, that outpouring of, of people saying that. So people would call us and say, Hey, I've managed to scratch together a thousand dollars. If we give you that thousand dollars, what can that can that keep the gym open? This oh, is like, man. Having that conversation over and over again all week long, man, probably one of the emotionally toughest weeks I can remember. Really, I mean, in this sense, yeah. it's me definitely because, like I said, I'm not a very emotional little guy. My wife says I don't have any, but <laughs> uh, it's it's been really tough, and it's been really tough on all of us and. Yeah, it's it's and it's hard to know. We'll never know if we made the right decision. Ultimately, I mean, I think that's what we did because, like I said, we just good faith take any kind of charity like that that could till could be squandered, mm-hmm. right? Because I know some of these people that called me and offered money, and I don't know where they're getting it from. I mean, they're I mean, 
it's just like I don't even want to know what they were doing to come up with this money because I know a lot of them definitely were having to make a lot of sacrifices to do that. So mm. it hurt. Yeah, it, yeah, and that's a tough decision, uh, but it's the most responsible one. You know, like you said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you take it because man, I just I want to keep this thing going, and then like you said, three months down the road. And then you have to look at that person again and go, you know, hey, I'm, I did the best I could. You know, you never know. And it, this has been, this whole COVID-19 stuff has been the weirdest time any of us, our age group, has ever even seen. 100%. And, and it's still not even close to over. It's getting better for now. I mean, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Or next month or this fall you know you know it it's it's nuts mm-hmm. you know when you were talking about you know when the cases first started hitting in your county uh and me and you had this conversation Corey, about you know we got the call the day before we were going or an email the day before we left for the arnold saying they had canceled the arnold and that was the very first event uh, of any type that had been canceled Yep, that was it uh, in the country and it blew my mind I'm like how how is this even possible mm. and then I remember you know probably so that was a Thursday right no that would have been Wednesday yep it was either Thursday night or it was the following Tuesday I get it's all for all of us it's all run together Grand but I, I was watching basketball um, I think it was the Knicks were about to play uh, is a doubleheader on TNT. First game is over. Second game's getting ready to play. Game hasn't started. Game hasn't started. Just it, they keep delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. They called off the game. When's that ever happened? They called off. Never. The game. It doesn't happen. Yeah, because a player had tested positive, and the, they went and tested them in the locker room. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, I'm like this, it's just. The effect it's having on um, businesses and people at home, and I don't even I don't even know how to put it all into words. I'm not that educated, but uh, I don't know. It's a it's a time that hopefully in the not too distant future is a bad memory or something for the history books that never happens again. Cause I don't know, man, it's. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a thing that will forever change the way businesses operate, how things are done. Um, the way culture interacts. Um, like I don't, I don't know that there's ever going to be a, what was normal ever again. Um, things are just going to be different, you, you know? And, um, and it seems like every business decision we make during this time is one of those that rides the line of, is this the best choice or is this the worst choice? Like, will this be catastrophic or will this be okay? Um, and there, and there's not like a, 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 oh, this is an easy decision. All of them are kind of riding that line of almost like being comfortable in that gray area of, this is a healthy choice or a not a healthy choice. Um, 
and I mean, especially with, with gym stuff, like what you do and how you operate and um, whether or not you're doing personal training or whether or not, you know, like all these different things that kind of come into that, um, you're, you're always just on that line of going, if, if, if it creeps in, if, if somebody shows up that doesn't know that all of a sudden has it and the Clorox wipe misses that one spot on the bar that they used. And then all of a sudden, everybody in your gym, everybody in your group, everybody in your workplace is all of a sudden sick. Um, it's catastrophic, you know, and no reference. it's not like you can go, Oh, how did so-and-so handle this when it happened before? Yeah. The best thing we can do, what's the best educated, educated guess. And I see, and I, you know, God bless them. I'm not going to get on a soapbox, but a lot of people, Facebook ads trying to get you to buy their consulting service, telling you how to get out of this. They don't know how to get out of it. You ain't been in it before. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, can you give great advice? Sure. You can give educated advice based on here's what we think. Shit, we don't know. Yeah. I don't know tomorrow if I'm going to sell anything or not. You know, it, and it's, it's that type of thing. You're like, what do I think I can do today that's going to help get us to this weekend or get us through to tomorrow? Mm-hmm. All of us know. Yeah. Trying to come up with something. Hey, let's try this. Let's try that. You know. Yeah. And yeah. It's, and, and we, we struggle with all that. I mean, it's like when it was, when, you know, we're, we're at that point two weeks three weeks into April. Uh, and we knew that, uh, according to the governor, we're not definitely not allowed to open before May 1, right? And uh, we're kind of like prepping about, okay, what are we going to do? We open May 1. Uh, are we going to wait till the 4th of Monday? You know, we we're just trying to figure out what our plan was. Because we, at that point, we're like, okay, we're behind, but but we, we, we might be able to make this work. Because we yeah. talked to our landlord. Our landlord uh, is a great guy and, and, and uh, very gracious, the whole thing. He told, completely understood. He wasn't all over us, but out of respect for him and him, you know, being there for us for, uh, we'd been in his particular piece of property for seven years. You know, he had always taken care of us and done everything for us. And we want to, you know, he needs his money just as much as the next guy does. And uh, so, we were trying to figure out a strategy that, okay, he's willing to work with us, you know, but what, what is, what does that mean long-term? How are we going to address, you know, paying him his, his monthly dues and, you know, all the other things that come along with uh, owning a business. And uh, so we're like, okay, we're going to plan to open on May 4. We're going to have a big thing. Uh, and you guys may have seen it. It actually hit social media. We made a whole package to hit social media that like opening May 4th, you know, had all the details, you know, really want to get everybody back and talking about all the protocol, what we were going to do. Now, this is before the governor announced anything. We just thought that mm-hmm. we were going to be uh, because he had announced that he was not going to renew the stay at home. But there hadn't been any announcement of this whole phased opening at that point. Uh, right. So the package of, hey, you know, we're opening May 4. This is what we're going to do to make sure that everybody is protected as can be, you know, we had talked about all the things we're going to institute at the gym in order to, you know, make it safe, but still people could come in and we were modifying classes and class structures and uh, 
having a 30 minute time between each class to re-sanitize and just, you know, we're putting together a whole package of things in order to make people feel as comfortable as possible to be there. And uh, uh, our social media uh, lady who takes care of it, her name is Casey Robinson. She is amazing. She's been doing it for us for a couple of years now. Uh, she put together this really good package, looked really good. We literally posted that. And then two hours later, the governor announces that, oh, openings and gyms are definitely not in phase one. So we're like, ah, crap. So we pull it. So it was, it floated around on social media for literally like two hours. I know some people saw it because we did get messages about it. But so we pull it. And then we're like, okay, we just kind of have to hold off and see what the governor says. And that was on a Thursday. And he had his press conference at 10 a.m. on Friday. So he announces his press, the press conference comes, he details phase one, does not, literally does not even mention gyms mm-hmm. at all. Uh, so on pr- the prior day, on Thursday, the city of Nashville's mayor had announced their phased reopening. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, he didn't tell us anything. We, we know we can't open, but we don't know anything else. So mm-hmm. I called, called the governor's office. I called the city's city hall. I, I've talked to everybody that I could get on the phone to try to get, you know, politely get some sort of just expectation. And the city here in Cookville has been very gracious and helped us as much as they could. They, you know, they said, well, we're just going to do whatever the governor says. We're not adding any additional restrictions in any way. Uh, And then I talked to the lady at the city and she's like, well, we have a meeting with the governor's office via teleconference today. And I will call you back as soon as I'm on. Oh, okay, wow. so call me. She called me back like an hour and a half later. I mean, it was incredibly quick. And she said, "Well, they didn't tell us anything definitive, but they also alluded to expect that the state's opening protocol will be very similar to Nashville's. That's what they. That's what the state told them, and then they told us. Well, Nashville's doesn't have gyms opening till mid June, right? It's it's really it's really." harsh in my opinion yeah um, we're, we're actually petitioning that currently but because uh, i'm a national I, I say fight it all the way <laughs> but uh so we're like oh man mid-june that's that's absolutely un untenable for us uh mm-hmm. i had a meeting talked about it talked to the city again just did we we tried to explore every option we could it's like okay so if like we open what's going to happen to us you know, is there going to be some sort of enforcement that would prevent it? So back and forth, back and forth, we, you know, then we kind of ran over the whole point of like, well, if we do open, how many people are actually going to come? Uh, are they going to violate the order as opposed, you know, too? So, so we decided on Monday, this past Monday, that, okay, we're just going to have to make a hard decision and do this after all weekend of going back and forth. So we make the announcement. And then on Tuesday, he changes his mind and he changed the phases. And then they changed him again on Wednesday and then they changed him again on Thursday. So it's like a business owner, I mean, a business owner can't operate in that kind of environment. It's just uh, most businesses, small businesses don't have the capital to be able to be in that, in that kind of uncertain environment for any kind of extended period. And it's, 
It's just you you can't operate that way. So there was a period after Monday that we announced that we were closing on Monday that we almost retracted that. Mm-hmm. We almost said, well, we, I mean, it's just, it's complete turmoil. We're back and forth. We're like, okay, we're technically going to be allowed to open now. And it's only five days old later than when we thought we were going to open. Back and he's like, but how does it change? And ultimately, we still just kept coming back to the fact that it's like, we're still really in the hole, really in the hole from the last mm-hmm. two months. And will, will there be enough people to keep every, the lights on from here on? And if you completely disregard how much you're in the hole, are there going to be enough people coming back that feel safe enough to come back? that are just going to be able to, you know, maintain status quo. And uh, just, we were just not certain about that. And we couldn't do anything to fix that because of the uncertainty. And that's kind of what led us to where we're at. We end up ultimately sticking with uh, with our announcement, even after about three days of back and forth and deciding that the best the best thing we could do in order to not risk anyone's money or livelihood was to just continue what we had chose so that's kind of what led us down that road Man. so what 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 does your gym like mean to you like take us back to when you when you kind of opened the thing when you first started and like what was the importance and significance of you doing that okay so uh my wife and i had when we were really young we owned uh some dollar stores we had started the dollar store business and uh so we had been business owners and uh, we had done that for six years and ultimately had sold them and and had it kind of moved on my wife went back to college and i started a career in cabinetry which i still do um and i had been uh throughout our married lives you know hadn't really worked out had done anything for years and years and years since high school really and uh and I realized that I was just getting overweight. I was just unhealthy, right? And um, so one of the guys that I worked with at the time, he kind of convinced me to start going to the gym with him. And it's just a traditional traditional gym, right? When we were doing that, and I started working out, and I lost some weight. And I did that for a while. And one day, I'm at work, and uh, my boss at the time, which was one of my best friends, uh, he goes, man, I drove by this like little hole in the wall place, like a garage the other day on my way to work. And they're in there working out. And he goes, and I went in just to see what was going on. And he's like, the guys in there are shredded. It's amazing. And they're doing this crazy stuff. We should go do it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about it. I mean, it sounds kind of awful to be honest with you. So he commits on a campaign of wearing me down until I, to go do this with him i mean and he he's my boss <laughs> so he's just like constantly on it so we i agreed to go and we went to this little gym and uh you guys may have heard of it uh it used to be called power and then it was named crossfit mayhem uh but at that time it was a that little the, kind is of that spot. the other is that the other gym in cookville is that <laughs> that's the other gym in cookville yeah oh, okay uh, all right so, yeah yeah so we went and you know Rich is there. Darren Hunsucker's there. Donovan Degree, uh, Elijah Muhammad, easy. I mean, you're, you're talking about like some well-known, very, very fit individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go in there and, and uh, we work out and I get sick. I mean, like throw up, 
<laughs> bad, right? Because, you know, I don't do cardio. I lift weights. That's all I did, right? So we get done. We leave. And the workout's 10 minutes long. That's it. 10 minutes. They warm us up. We go through a 10-minute beginner workout. I vomit. We leave. You know, get to work next day. Or is unbelievable sore. And I said, I am never doing that again. That was stupid. <laughs> and then we went again two days later because my boss, he wouldn't, he was like, oh, let's try it again. So I went four times because he made me more or less. He, he harassed me into it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, after I went the fifth time, I never went back to the regular gym. I, I was so aggravated that I wasn't good at it. Mm he quit doing traditional weight training and start doing CrossFit. So I, I did, uh, I worked out there from, uh, let's see, we're talking September, August of 2010. So right after the games in 2010, when Rich came in second, uh, all the way around till, uh, March of 2011. Now in March of 2011, uh, unfortunately CrossFit may actually closed and there were no more CrossFit gyms in Cookville at that point. So when it closed, uh, I contacted my buddy Darren. It's like, hey, man, I've been doing this thing called CrossFit. You never heard of it before, but trust me, it's the most amazing thing. You know, I talk like that fast because I yeah. was crazy. I was like, we should open a gym. And he literally goes, all right. I mean, <laughs> no questions. Okay, let's do it. So in March of 2011, we started like putting together a business plan and trying to secure financing and looking for a space. And uh, that took from March till July 11th. Of, or excuse me, July 18th, 2011. And that's when we opened our doors for the first time, uh, July 18th. And uh, we never looked back. It has been amazing ever since. Now, in 2011, the CrossFit environment, like nationwide, was pretty small. Uh, mm-hmm. At that point, they were in the, you know, there might have been 2,500, 3,000 affiliates in the world. Uh, we're at like 15,000 now. Um, and no one locally really had heard of CrossFit. Rich had come in second at the games, but he hadn't really hit it big even locally yet. People didn't know Rich around town like it is now, you know? Hmm. By the way, he's a great guy. But, you know, it just hadn't blown up like it has. It hasn't, hadn't become CrossFit Mecca like it is now. Yeah, so that's exactly right. That, that is in no way an insult. I mean that. like No, no. I've said that many a times about the, I mean, it, it legitimately is the CrossFit Mecca. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no way around that. Yeah. That's, that is a compliment in every sense of the word. Uh, yeah. But so we opened a gym and our first location was downtown and like the historic part of town, which is where our new, our current location is. But yeah. uh, it was in an old store and it's down from a bunch of restaurants. So it's a pretty popular thoroughfare where people walk, they'll park and walk up and down the, the shops and restaurants and stuff. And then there was us and we were definitely like the black sheep of the group of businesses in that area. So the first, you know, two or three months we were open, we didn't have any clients, right? I mean, like they just really didn't exist. We had like five people literally. Uh, and that's if you, you know, if you don't count me. Um, so I would go out on the sidewalk and harass people that were walking to restaurants until they came <laughs> into the. <laughs> I would say dessert. Why don't you come and get a workout in? <laughs> I would straight up hard sell them until they agreed to walk in. It's like, come on, just take it out. Literally like it, you know, just, and, you know, as much as those guerrilla tactics are kind of silly, you know, they, they did work enough to let us to 
stay afloat long enough to get a get a group of people now uh and then kind of the ball started rolling there and within two years less than two years we were so packed in our uh just a little bit less than 2,000 square foot place that it was almost unsafe to have as many people as we had uh, in the class mm-hmm. environment. we were forced to to move just because we were growing 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 and uh so we moved only we literally my way we're still on the same street just on the other side of, of it and uh into a 5,000 square foot facility and that's where we we're located and we've been there for like seven years um and over that nine years man it's just been amazing we have two clients that have been with us since September of 2011 wow so they've been with us literally the entire time and mm-hmm. they're two of my best friends in the world uh and I did I had not ever I did not know them prior to the gym, and hmm. uh, so many clients that are five, six, seven years, tons and tons. I mean, we just have them uh, an amazing family of people. It's it's hard to describe. And hmm. uh, now, the, and one hundred percent transparency was definitely not as big as it was in its heyday, uh, and that was partially intentional. At one point. Uh, we probably had in the neighborhood of a couple hundred, maybe 220 clients that we wow. uh, that we had. Plus, we were teaching credited classes for Tennessee Tech. Mm. So what would happen is, is we would run morning classes, and then the gym would close. And then my wife would come in with Darren, and they would teach four classes with 20 students in each class. Wow. Back, back to back. And then the gym would close again. We'd clean up and then it would open again for normal clients in the afternoon. So we were seeing any day of the week, there was 150, 160 clients through the building. Wow. And it was insane. Uh, it was super fast, unbelievable growth that we weren't ready for. And uh, we struggled with that, really and truly we did. And uh, that we're talking at that point, Late 2014, 2015, uh, 2016. I mean, it was just rocking and rolling. We had people come in, new people, and it was you know, like it's hard to even keep up with people's names. Mm-hmm. And we got to the point where we're like, "Wow, this is this is kind of too much," because we all still had full time jobs. Yeah. So we all have full time <laughs> jobs, and trying to manage this gym that's very blessed, very very blessed. Uh, and we were just, you know, it was almost getting too much. So we intentionally kind of scaled back things uh, just to make it more manageable for us to where we weren't like, like at, at that point, Darren and I both were getting up in the mornings and leaving work, leaving the house to either go to the gym or go to work at, at or around five in the morning. Mm-hmm. He was teaching the morning classes and then working. And I was going to work and then teaching the evening classes and he was coming back to do evening classes. So our, our work day, both of us were somewhere between like four 30 to five in the morning till nine, nine 30 PM. Mm, if you can't feel yeah. the work gym classes. And we, we maintained that for years. Uh, and it was just like, okay, we have to, we have to make a little change. We're, you know, at that, in that time, you know, we had our son, uh, Chrissy and I had our son and, uh, Darren had his son, you know, it's just like, okay, 
we have to back this off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so we intentionally kind of did that. We eliminated some classes. Uh, we, we brought coaches on with tremendous coaches to kind of take some of the load. And, uh, but when, but it was, it was amazing. And some of the memories and some of the things that happened over the last nine years are just some of the, some of the greatest moments, you know, that, you know, we'll ever, I can ever, you know, think be, uh, could ever ask for some crazy stuff too. I mean, you know, most of you, you two know that I broke my arm in the middle of a CrossFit class and, uh, <clears throat> with, with a packed gym full of people when the coach breaks his arm. I wasn't teaching the class, thankfully, but I was just participating in the class. That would have been even worse if I teaching the class. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far to get back to your question, I don't know if this is a long-winded answer. What does that mean to me? It's like, it's some of the best memories. I mean, the last decade, some of the best memories I can think of. It's like, I've made so many friends that I am dreadfully fearful that we won't be able to stay in touch with like we could or we would want to. Uh, and, uh, you know, developed it you know even further you know my business sense and things like that but it's about the people uh it it very quickly became not about making money i mean in 2011 darren and i had these lofty was like man you and i we're not going to work anymore it's just going to be us doing the gym and that's it man it's gonna be awesome and i mean we never really gave up on that but we realized that that we weren't doing it because we wanted to be making a lot of money. We were doing it because we really loved it. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. It's not something that you dreaded. Mm-hmm. It was something you got to wake up in the mornings, even on those cold mornings where you got to teach the 5 a.m. class and it's like <laughs> eight degrees out. You know, and it's hard to get in there, you know, but you get in there and you get warmed up and you just realize why you're doing it. It's, uh, and it was, you know, it's super tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know the it's crazy because it's not like and I, and I said this earlier I know but um it's not like you had just started you know and and you guys have this history this track record this um this business that was very successful and you this you know catastrophic event leading into a pandemic all contributes to this where people naturally have to take care of their families and have to take care of, you know, their, their own livelihood, um, which directly impacts the small business owner. Um, And, and there's no other way to do that differently, you know? Um, And that's, and I guess that's, you know, the importance of, of continuing to support your small business owners is because, um, they're the ones that are willing to sacrifice for, for you to be okay. Um, whereas bigger entities don't really care, you know, like you, you need to pay us regardless of what's going on with you because you said you would, you know, and the small business owner goes, we, we want you to take care of your family. Um, and, yeah. and we want, we want this relationship to last longer than, 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 you know, this month where we put you in a bind because, we have to take your money. Um, yeah, I mean, you're dead on the money. You're dead on the money. And, you know, and unfortunately, here locally in Putnam County, there we are not the only business that has going to be closing. Uh, mm-hmm. There are 
as far as I know, we're the only gym. Uh, no, uh, there might that might not be true. But as far as I know, for sure, we're the only gym that's closing. But there are other businesses. There's, uh, I believe, a couple of restaurants mm-hmm. that won't be reopened. And uh, I believe that I heard there's maybe a couple of clothing boutiques that's going to be closing for good. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's not us. And uh, and it's completely understandable. We want people, we want our clients and everybody in general to make the best decision that they can for them and their family, right? And that should be their ultimate consideration 100% of the time. So we, in no way are we upset or, you know, we're upset about the gym closing, but we're not upset that people made decisions to take care of their families. That's what we want them to do. That's the whole point of this whole thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, we know that didn't, in no way did that ever come up in conversation that it was, it was a bad thing. There's no, there's no ill will. That's, you come and get fit. So that you're able to take care of your family and able to do the things that you need to do for your responsibilities in life, whatever they may be. So those decisions were the decisions that people should have made. That's yeah. The right decision. And regardless of how it affects us, because ultimately, yes, they remember our family. They're part of our family and we love them to death, but we're not responsible for their bills. We're not responsible for, you know, for making sure they have food on the table. And we want mm-hmm. them to have those. So many people locally got laid off or furloughed. I mean, it was, I mean, it's like that all across the country, you know, millions and millions of people. But I mean, locally, just as real here as you do hear it on the news. And you have to do what you have to do to take care of your family. And we, you know, I don't know what the right word is. It's not like, you know, I'm proud of people for making the right decisions. I would much rather them do that than, and to try to like scrape together money to pay their monthly membership to protect the gym. I mean, as much as I love the gym, I love everybody there. It's not near as important as other things, mm. right? Yeah. So it's just it's one of those situations where it's there was no there was no way through it where everybody got what they wanted and everybody got what they needed. Hundred percent. There, and you kind of go into it thinking, that, okay, yeah. this may not be a good deal. We'll be all right. And then, by the time we're two weeks into this thing, you're like, man, there's so much bad going to happen. And, uh, and ex- excluding us in our current situation, we're just like, there's too much. There's just so much things. Like you hear the numbers about unemployment, and just like, and you're like, okay, that's you know, that's happening. And then you start hearing it locally, like, oh, such and such laid off 400 people. And then you realize, like, okay, it's starting to get, starting to get real, uh, and it's, I don't know, it's just one of those things. It's like, if we were forced into a position, like, did we make mistakes as business owners in the last nine years more than I could care to count or wanted to count? You know, we're not perfect. Could we have done things differently from a business sense to have better prepared us for this? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, I'll take 100% responsibility for that. But we didn't. And we can't expect people to 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 uh, to sacrifice essential things in order to keep us operating. And uh, you have to also think, you know, you can't say um, you can't really put it on yourself as saying Did you prepared better for what? Who in the hell knew anything like this could even be possible? You know what I mean? 
Mm -hmm. So you can't say that you could have done more in that aspect because you can predict a gym's going to be closed for two months. Yeah. No fault of your own. And the yeah, I mean, go from you know what was it like uh, two million to what is it now? I don't even I don't even know what it is now. It's like- 27 million or something crazy it's it's a very large number how could you even fathom that that would be in this situation you can't prepare for this nobody was prepared Mm -hmm. i think the thing you know one of the things you just said about uh the people uh you're proud that they made the decision they made you know what you and as opposed to a lot of other gyms with businesses, subscription type services, things like that, is you gave them that opportunity. Hey, look, Corey, uh, you know, I got laid off. The wife got laid off. I can't pay my membership this month. And you're like, okay. Another one's like, eh, I think Jacob said it. Well, you signed up, so hey, we're still deducting it out of your account. You better close your account before I get there. You know what I mean? And uh, you did the right thing, um, you know, and it sucks. It hurts. But you you did the best you could and, uh, in, in the terrible situation. I mean, yeah. that's all we can all try to do is just do the best we can for people. Hey, uh, let's let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about kind of what what next steps are, Corey. Like what what do you guys are moving into in the future or what's happening next at all? So um, we'll take a quick break and be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need to pick me up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, Hope you enjoyed that little commercial from one of our sponsors, and uh, we're back in action. Hey, one one thing while while Roy's here... um, I saw that you um, put on um, your story um, like almost $17,000 raised through the uh, United campaign that you had. Yeah, man. Uh, Well, that was United and we did like a a 50% back to the Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, man, that was uh, was humbling. You know, this this is totally going to sound not good. I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, and we had brought it up earlier. You know, I told Corey, you know, when the Arnold canceled, 
I kind of went on, you know, DEFCON 7 uh, just out of fear because sure. it's a big deal for us. Uh, and I threw up a sale immediately. People just flooded us with orders uh, and kind of made us whole, right? Real quick. Was it that Arnold uh, shirt? Yeah. Yeah, I bought one. Oh, yeah. And, uh, full uh, price. I paid full price for that shirt. Just because people came to our rescue so quick, and then the tornadoes hit, right, just right after that. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that the Arnold didn't happen. Mm. I was able to, you know, I took money out of my account and I went and bought supplies two days in a row, took those downtown, donated them, volunteered that whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, not to say that so somebody's, oh, thank you for doing it. But it was, it did me more good doing that than I would have ever thought. Yeah. And um, in, in some of the situation has, it's, it's made me think about things a little bit differently than, than I have in the past. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as cool as it is to sell a bunch of stuff and, and go over there and, and ship orders when you're over there and you're filling bags and you know that every one of those bags you fill is a bigger and bigger check that you're going to be able to cut to a gym. Um, that's a good feeling. And, mm. you know, we had to send out a bunch of W9s um, to the gyms because the amount they were getting individually was over $600. And that just makes you feel good. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, Barbell Voodoo came to bat for us at nights too. I'll just point that out. It's, like a, it's important that, you know, tons and tons of gyms, you know, have been helped by Barbell Voodoo, but, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're one of them and we're very full of it. You know, it's just, I made sure that we were talking to Casey, our social media, and I was like, as soon as you get your shirt, regardless of what's going on with the gym, <laughs> social media about what's going on, you know, so, but uh, she's tremendous. But, uh, and that's her in that, picture that we posted of her wearing the United shirt. That's Casey, in case you were wondering. Um, but, you know, we're so thankful for that support. That is, you know, there's not like there's a lot of companies lining up to be able to do that right now. It's just, yeah. I mean, it, and I'm thankful for it, but you guys jumped on it immediately. It was so quick. And then you can see the response has been. You know, and in some, some gyms, you know, granted, uh, some gyms, they weren't able to uh, move a lot of that product and, you know, they didn't get as much back, right? And I get it, you know, people are laid off and they can't, um, you know, and some, we were able to cover their rent. And that's just, it's only one month. But Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, like, as someone who participated as well, like, like we got what like 170 dollars or something like that you know from the thing and that's that's one person who had to put their account on hold for us you know like for an unlimited membership and so like that's that's a huge benefit for even us a a very small and new gym um but like roy you you guys like the tornado came through hermitage um was decimated crossfit hermitage was decimated um 
I was in Florida texting and calling Brandy and checking in on her, trying to trying to talk to her. And I know you had to, and um, you guys got a you know Hermitage kind of shirt to to go and sell and help them. Um, and I bought one of those too. And 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 uh, and I, and like we opened up our doors and said, hey, any of your members just come and continue to pay you to help you, you know, continue to have some revenue during this time and um, come work out. I mean, the the community response you do what you can with what you have and, and i think that's the the important thing especially as you know small business owners or as people um just humans you know like you you, you may not be able to drop um you know and pay for someone's mortgage that month or you may not be able to you know like do x y and z and rebuild their home all of a sudden but like you know, showing up and moving debris. Like um, when I got back in town from the tornado on that Saturday, I started in um, Donaldson working at a farm of one of our members um, who lost all of their, their barns and stuff. And, you know, animals were running wild, like all kinds of stuff. And then like totally moved all the way out to my other job and people working in Mount Juliet like that day and like moving debris and stuff. Like I, of course, can't rebuild a house, but like moving heavy objects to the street I'm your guy. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, it, um, you know, for us, it, it's, it's, it's that whole thing. I mean, we wouldn't even, Corey works with us, and Jenkins, you've been around since the beginning. If it wasn't for these gyms and the people in these gyms, we wouldn't be sitting here on a podcast. We wouldn't be coming up with designs. We wouldn't be printing shirts. Uh, they are the whole reason we even exist. And if mm -hmm. we can do something this simple, that just try to say thank you and give back something during these unprecedented times, then it's our duty. It's it's our obligation to do that. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, I've had gym after gym after gym text and call and email and say thank you i'm like dude there's no thank you needed thank you for giving us the opportunity to even pursue our dream and pursue our little thing here you know yeah so yeah it's, it, it's been awesome it's been humbling and i honestly have probably gotten more out of it than than anybody just hmm. uh done it's done me uh emotionally mentally it's done me a lot of good and it, you know, sometimes you get lost in, in, the, in the weeds, you know what I mean? Sure. Running. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it's, it's done me, uh, uh, dude, it's done me so much good. Just, uh, I can't even, that's, that's why I said it was going to sound bad for me saying I'm kind of thankful. I'm not thankful for the situation, but I'm right. thankful, uh, for what I've gotten out of it as far as mentally and, uh, and uh, emotionally just from getting reconnected kind of, I guess you'd say so. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Um, I wore my United shirt yesterday. Finally, I was like, we had a, uh, Spencer, my, my partner had a guy that was donating a GHD. He was trying to get rid of it. And he was like, you, can you guys use it? You guys can come get it. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going out. Like I, I'm going out of my house. Like what, what's my new shirt? And I like, got on my, I put on my United shirt to wear out, uh, to go pick up the GHD yesterday and take it back to the gym. But, uh, I was so excited about wearing it. <clears throat> I, yeah, oh, I by no, by no means am I trying to, uh, 
plug or you know do do anything like that but like you know it's just part of the good in, in the midst of this you know like just being able to contribute to the 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 greater good of humanity and businesses that are that are struggling right now is is a cool thing and i just happen to see that post you made roy and so sorry for the tangent but <laughs> i just thought it was really oh, cool man, you got to bring it up i personally am super excited to tomorrow night my wife and i actually had dinner reservations out in public at a local restaurant that is allowed was allowed to open back up and i'm like been in this house for weeks barely <laughs> like restaurant is open we're going, we're going. So let's just pick up awesome. one of the local restaurants. It's open back up that, you know, they have the 50% restriction and all those things. I was like, what, whichever one's taking reservations and let's book it. Let's just go. Cause I want to get out of the house. Plus gives us a chance to get out and support the community a little bit. You know, it's just, I think it's good for, it's good for our souls and it's good for the, for the local economy. It's just like, mm-hmm. I know everyone's kind of afraid, you know, it's still uncertain, you know, and there's so much about this whole thing that we don't really know. Uh, but in my personal opinion is, is it is worth it to me and her to go out for our sanity and to, for to support the local, the local companies or, you know, restaurants and things like that, that have been struggling. So it's just like, mm-hmm. yes, am I technically taking a risk? And I know this is probably, I know tons of my friends that, work in the medical field are absolutely giving me down the road right now when they hear this, but it is worth it to me to take a little bit of that risk to, in order to like have a little bit of sanity and to, to uh, support other businesses that I very much know exactly what they're feeling. And mm-hmm. uh, it's going to, just going to go ahead and do it. And, you know, we'll take all the precautions we're supposed to take. We're not going to be reckless or anything like that, but it's uh and I, and, I, and I think there's a lot of sentiment that's similar to that. People are like, man, we've been cooped up six weeks. And mm-hmm. 100%. I just want to be, want to be out, you know, mm-hmm. allowed to be out. And, uh, My question is, how are you going to eat with your face mask on? Yeah, you know, I made a joke about that last night. I was like, how are we supposed to do this? <laughs> Have you guys read what they're supposed to do? Like, they're supposed to ask you COVID-19 questions and at, at a minimum ask you questions and then potentially take your temperature mm-hmm. in crazy world we currently live in anything like that yeah yeah i mean they got the big thermometers for that just yeah, it's like oh man this you one's out of batteries can you bend over for a second uh, we need to take your temperature it'll only take a second i promise don't We're worry, I'm wearing gloves. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Corey, yeah, tell, so tell us about so so next steps for you guys. Um, like in your video, you said you're gonna try to collect everything that you you know you've kind of donated out. Like we you know we've we had members come right when this was all starting and, and check out stuff just like you guys did. Um, yep. So what's next? Like you're you're collecting your stuff back, cleaning it, I guess, or whatever. Um, and like what what happens next? Like yeah. how how do you say goodbye from here i guess does that make sense All right, so is yes, that a mean question sorry it's, no it's not a mean question it's a okay. perfectly legitimate question so i've been doing the daily videos for the workouts and uh technically yesterday was the last day uh of the gym technically speaking but i had done all the programming up until through tomorrow and we just I was like okay we're just gonna go through the, through the week just like we normally would um just because I've already done it and I done it before I did it before we ever knew we were going to close. 
Mm-hmm. So I record today the video for tomorrow, which don't watch it. It's sad. Just FYI. Uh, yeah. And uh, I recorded that, which is going to be, you know, is what it is, right? Uh, and then tomorrow at 9 a.m., we have the final workout at the gym. So that's going to be terrible. I mean, it's terrible in an emotional way. Not, you know, it's not going to be happy, I'm sure. Um, there will be tears shed unashamedly. Uh, but uh, as far as the equipment stuff is concerned, so all the people that were current clients had the option, you know, had, there were clients that had the option to check out equipment. And uh, once we decided that we weren't going to open, we kind of went and did an inventory based off what was still at the gym and what was out, checked out. And uh, we decided, you know, we're going to have to sell it. We do have bills to pay back. We have to pay the landlord for the last two months of rent. And, you know, we, we still have a, a loan that we had took, taken out as part of uh, some different things we've done in the past. And uh, so we have, you know, we have to recover some money in order that hopefully not recover enough to financially burden any of the partners beyond the closing of the gym. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the, the, the clients that have equipment have the option. If they want to buy that, they can, they, they can just don't even have to bring it back to us. We, we know what they have. Uh, but we did ask anybody that is purchasing a barbell that has it to bring it back to us. Cause we're going to take it apart, service it, you know, clean it up, make it as new as possible, put it back together for them. Um, oh, wow. And we're gonna, we've, we've, you know, we've done that several times over the years, just, you know, increase the livelihood of your equipment because it is such an investment. Uh, so anybody that's buying stuff is going to get a refreshed as possible piece of equipment as we can make same thing with the rowers and in the box echo box and all those things i mean the echo box is pretty brand new anyways we just purchased them not too long ago mm. uh so everybody that has equipment has the option to purchase what they have or additional stuff we're going through current clients and then once everybody that's current has bought what they want or what's available to be purchased if there's anything less left we're going to open that up to just the general public uh, and we have been taking, so what we did is yesterday, current clients, uh, we made a post and they sent us, if you want an equipment pricing list, please email us. We'll email you the list. So we emailed the list to all the current clients that were interested. Once we hear back from all of them and we know what's going to be left after those purchases, then we'll email that list out of what's available to anybody that wants it. Our current inbox is like got a hundred messages. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Gosh. Because in, in social media messages, tons of those too. And you know, now a good portion of those messages are not clients. It's just people that, Hey, I'd like to buy some equipment. Yeah, if it's vultures. Left, which is, but <laughs> that term has been tossed around just a touch uh, amongst yeah. me and the guys, but uh, I'm like, man, the, the body isn't even cold yet, guys. Can we, uh, <laughs> Body's not cold yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I had a guy, we were at the gym doing inventory of what we had. And I had a guy come in saying, hey, I sent you a message, but you hadn't responded. I was just wondering if I could buy some stuff. Stop I'm it. Like, just, just slow your roll, buddy. We're, we'll get there. Send us an email. We'll get with you when stuff's left. That's, that's when you need one of those... Um, beanbag rounds shotgun rounds like the police have and just just be like oh just like come on man like (laughs) really yeah uh and you know it's 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 a very delicate thing because you know a lot of the the clients 
are wanting to purchase a lot of stuff and we're going to try to do the best to get people as much as we can you know obviously we don't have a limited amount of stuff and uh so all those clients will get as much as we can give them what they want if there's anything all left which doesn't look like there's going to be just mm-hmm. just to be based off the emails i've got uh doesn't look like it's going to be uh we'll open that up to the public anybody who wants to purchase stuff can and uh, we'll just go on a first come first serve but kind of basis once we get to the general public mm-hmm. um and they will be cleaning out the rest of the stuff at the gym that's just you know people that stuff that people don't buy you know all the stuff laying around and getting that ready that way we're out of the landlord's way by the end of may uh, i actually spoke with him this morning uh and told him that we would probably be in a position on monday to pay the rent the back rent that we have not paid and for the month of may in order to make sure that he is taken care of as best as we can and then i told him that we would be we'd be out of the building by the end of may and he was i mean he's a heck of a guy i mean you really think the world of him he's always taking care of us and he uh He's, he was pretty sad because that's the first conversation I had with him when we were definitively closing was this yeah. morning. It, it was, I mean, he doesn't do social media very much. But he hadn't seen it. And uh, so he, he wasn't aware and I wasn't like trying to keep it from him. I just didn't have all the information I needed to give him yet. So this morning mm-hmm. I talked to him on the phone. Like, you know, what, let him know what we had decided and what we were going to do and make sure that he was hundred percent taken care of. And we're just going to go ahead and, uh, pay him first I mean, first money out is going to be making sure that he's taken care of. And then we'll take care of the note and stuff in the bank after that. Uh, but you know, that's kind of where we're at as far as getting the gym uh, dismantled and kind mm-hmm. of moving on. I think the final workout, like I said, is nine in the morning. Uh, I anticipate a pretty big turnout for that. And then uh the partners are going to stick around and start servicing barbells and doing, you know, all those kind of things. And uh, I think we'll probably have a pretty decent crowd of people that stick around and help and uh, probably start taking apart the rig and getting that all broken down. That way people that want to buy parts of the rig. Cause we had just last summer, we had just expanded the rig and hmm. changed it in the gym. And uh, we bought echo box and, you know, we had done like a pretty big, like just a revamp of the space. Uh, it was crazy. Is like we had hired a guy to come and graffiti the whole main wall at the gym. He was actually supposed to do it during spring break, and we we uh, that stuff, you know, getting ready to you know continue to grow the gym, just do the things that we'd always done. But uh, so yeah, the the rig is now it's ten squat stations long and near. Like that's a, I mean, it's a monstrous rig. Uh, so, we, and we had just done that last last September. And we, yeah, we had, you know, just done all those things. Just like I said, just trying to continually adapt the space and make it grow and make it better for our clients and give us more room, whatever whatever we need to do. So, uh, we have to start taking care about, about that and all the stuff that uh, that I'm sure we haven't even thought about yet. You know, that we yeah. have to take care of. That's so hard, man. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, having a conversation with Jamie, actually, Mr. Free. And, you know, he had just kind of reached out to me to tell me he was sorry about what was going on. 
and asks if we need anything, stuff like that. And uh, he comes in, you know, things hit you weird, you know, when you're not expecting it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's really hit me hard. Uh, and you get to the point where you're like, well, ah, things change even though you don't want them to. Yeah. And there are a ton of changes probably over the next 30 days as we close this whole thing out that we haven't even thought about yet, that haven't hit us yet, that are going to be probably just as emotionally taxing as this last week has been. So part of it. Yeah. As much as you don't want to be. Yeah. Sorry to be super heady there. Wow. No, I mean... I mean, and that and that's the reality. I mean, the, the where things are today is that they're really hard, and you're on the cusp of having the 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 final day of this community gathering together as as knights, and um, that's going to be a super heavy time. I mean, that's going to be hard for everybody around. I mean, you, if, if they're anything like most, you know, kind of communities like that, no one's going to be in a hurry to leave. And no, um, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those days that lingers into like hours. Yeah, yeah, it will be for sure. Well, um, so do you think? I mean, is there is there a future CrossFit venture for you, like, uh, or anything moving forward? Uh, that I mean, it, this is not the time. Probably this is you you've thought zero about this, but I mean, is there anything? Um, in the future in your back of your head that you wouldn't mind trying later on or I mean oh there, there's I'm always cooking up something right uh, but <laughs> definitely going to continue to work with uh, Roy and Jeremy and uh, doing the barbell booty thing as soon as we're allowed to like get back together um, so still try to t- stay connected to the community in that sense um, as far as my local community is concerned uh, I mean I don't have a definitive plan. I have had discussions with people uh, about a way to allow us to at least be together and work out like once a week, once we're, you know, and trying to logistically make that work. Um, I have talked to some people about spots to do it uh, and uh, contingencies when the weather's bad and things like that. How do we do this? It's definitely going to be, I have to be outside. I can't personally afford, to rent a space and pay for that just so we can all hang out um <laughs> for once a month <laughs> yeah, yeah, once be, a month, once be, whatever it may be that'd be expensive yeah uh, i mean coming up on this i literally investigated what it would cost to rent like a circus style tent and put it up in my front yard <laughs> before we made the decision that was yeah. a legitimate strategy that was considered mm-hmm. i mean we were talking about like i don't care about tearing up my yard that's not a big deal but like what happens when the weather's really bad and like it's you know nasty you know or when it's you know winter uh i mean we seriously talked about that you know how much mm-hmm. does that cost I, mean, I own this land so if it's not a business we can all get together and work out if we want to you know uh so you know, we looked at our things and it's like trying to figure out something uh, where, you know, maybe it's not everybody together at once, but maybe uh, one day a week, five 
people that are interested come over here to my house. We all work out, and the next day, five different people come. Mm. Continuing to do programming that's publicly available for anybody that wants to walk, wants to do it. Any member that wants to do it, or anybody, I don't care, you know. And then, like, we rotate through groups of people. Uh, I haven't figured that all out yet, and I don't know how much people would want to do that. I mean it would require them to, you know, bring some of their own equipment over here and travel around with it. And logistically that's aggravating at, at a minimum. So I don't know how feasible that may be. And I don't know if it's a great idea yet, but it's something that, you know, we're toying around with and trying to figure it out. Cause I do have a great space for like seven or eight people to work out here mm-hmm. at my house and we could outside and it's a big concrete space. So it's plenty of room. But, you know, obviously we can't take the whole gym at once. Um, and then when the weather's bad, I don't know what we're going to do. So, but I'm just trying to figure out ways to keep us all together. I mean, these people are all extraordinarily important to me, not because they're clients, because they're friends and they're family members. It's the way I see it. So if I can figure out a way to like kind of keep us at least closely together as, as possible, that I mean, that's definitely something I'm interested in doing, but I haven't. I haven't got that all figured out yet and I don't know yeah exactly what that's going to look like yeah yeah wow so much change man so much difficult decisions so many just uh gut-wrenching things all in that you know yeah I mean, um, despite all of the bad things I still want to say it over and over again is that I you know I'm incredibly my family's incredibly blessed to be able to even do this and talk about it and have the friends that we have because of it. And, you know, I'm luckily I, I didn't get furloughed or laid off. So I've still been working. So we're not, you know, we're just very fortunate compared to a lot of other people. And I don't, I know we'll talk about a lot of rough stuff and a lot of bad stuff, but I also want to like make it clear that, you know, we're very fortunate. There's a lot of people that aren't. And yeah. as, as bad as our situation is in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not that bad. It, you know, it's uncomfortable and it's emotionally stressful, but it could be so much worse. And so many other people do have it way, way, way worse. So I got to have a little bit of perspective on that, you know, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Well, anything else you could want to share or anything about, um, you know, moving on, you're going to, you're going to work out yourself in your, in your garage or, at at home yeah so uh, yeah that's what i've been doing uh since this whole thing locked down uh yeah i mean technically i'm allowed to go to the gym and work out every day but i wanted to the idea behind that was like i want to kind of lead by example here and everybody else is not allowed to be at the gym so i'm not going to go to the gym i'm going to do what i can with the equipment that i brought home uh so I think I'm just going to continue that me and Chrissy and my son, justice, you know, we've been working out uh, in the afternoons outside when the weather's good and in the garage when the weather's not good mm. and continue to do that. Uh, I haven't, if the whole getting together, like rotating through uh, once a week doesn't work out, I'm not sure if I'm going to like, continue to program and make it public or what I'm going to do. Uh, Chrissy actually asked me that yesterday and I hadn't really even thought about it. Um, I don't know how many people would even be interested. That's not gym members. Um, uh, Casey tells me in social media, we get all kinds of questions about the workout all the time from people that are not even in the state. Hmm. So and I, and I don't, I can't, 
wrap my head around that because people that I don't even know are following programming from us, but that's great. I mean, I love it, but, uh, so I don't know if I'll continue to do programming that's public or not. Um, I'm not, I just not, I haven't really thought, put any thought into it, but, yeah, uh, or sure. I'll just be increasing. So we'll see. Hmm. All right, man. I appreciate you being on today and sharing your story. Um, like I told you before, you know, we were recording. I, I just think it's important to kind of get these stories out there that, you know, when CrossFit gyms come and, and have to close for extraordinary reasons, like I don't think we should just let that go. I think we should put that down in history as them being able to tell their story about that and what happened and um, that it that it wasn't just a um, another number statistic you know, out there that a small business closed that they like, this was a tough decision and it, this is how it came about. And I, I don't know. I just think that that's important. I think people's stories um, are important to get out there. And especially, I mean, even, even when catastrophic things happen um, and hard decisions are made, it's, it's important for people to kind of hear that and understand that and learn from it and, and maybe take something away from it to kind of treasure what they have currently. Um, because it's so easy for us to just gloss over um, the ways that we're blessed. Like you keep saying, you know, like it's, it's easy for us to just be like, well, this is normal. Um, This is the way it is, you know? And and the reality is it's, it's not always the way it is and things go bad and things happen and you have to figure that out and make the tough decision. And, And the nice thing is, you know, you're coming out of it currently and yet your attitude is still positive and your attitude is still good. And you, you still have a, a future plan. That's not just like, I don't know. I think I'm just going to sit on the couch for the next three weeks and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we, you know, we re- really appreciate the ability to for you guys to kind of give us a channel to, you know, to talk about it. Uh, it's something that, you know, we're extraordinarily set, upset about still, but you know, and I don't know if it's a place where it's, it's information that people can learn from. I don't know, but you know, at least people get a chance to see where we're at and why we did what we did and, uh, and you know, how tough it was just as emotional as I am. Uh, every, everybody involved is in that same boat, uh, just because I'm kind of like being the face of the, of the gym. Uh, that doesn't diminish the, the fact that everybody else is not sitting here on this couch with me it doesn't diminish the impact and it has had on Darren and Marv and Chrissy as well. Uh, it has been really, really tough for us all. And uh, we all appreciate you guys giving us kind of a platform to talk that out. Sometimes yeah. it's amazing how much therapy you can do for yourself just by saying it out loud to somebody. And, uh, and we really appreciate that. We appreciate Barbell Voodoo for what they've done for us too. I mean, apart from the United program that, Barbell Voodoo has done here recently. I mean, they have supported in every single event that we've ever held in the history of the gym. Since Barbell mm-hmm. Voodoo, they've been at all our events, and uh, you, we can't diminish uh, how much that's meant to us. So uh, we really do. We're really thankful. And we're thankful for everybody, clients, friends, and business acquaintances, and all those things. We're thankful for everybody that's ever been there for us. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful community, um, that you're really a part is. of for sure. And, um, that we're, I mean, I guess we're all a part of really, I mean, um, 
and and that's not something to take for granted either. Um, I'm not sure many other business um, entities like kind of connected businesses um, have this kind of relationship that the CrossFit community has with itself. Um, you know, I'm not sure the restaurant community has that. You know, I'm not sure, you know, um, you know, hardware stores have that, you know, there might be a chamber, but you know, people are trying to put the other one out of, out of business and the community of CrossFit and, you know, we want each other to be successful. And it's a completely different kind of mindset and different business, you know, model in, in between the owners and, and everyone else. So, well, well, Corey, we wish all the best to you. And, um, we're thankful for your friendship and partnership and, and all that, that you have done in Cookville to change people's lives and to be a part of people making those tough decisions to get healthy. Um, you, you've been the center of life change. You've, you've helped college students get a basis of fitness that they never would have been exposed to um, otherwise. And, um, you, you know, because of nights, you guys have made an impact in the world and um, we're thankful for that. And we're, we're sorry that this chapter of that um, is coming to a close, but um, what you've done is going to echo for a long time through time. And um, man, we're thankful for all of the work, sweat, blood, and uh, financial stress that you've gone through over the years, um, almost nine years of running nights and having that available for people to make the change that is so hard to change, you know, so hard to, to, to jump into as, as people. So thank you. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Hopefully, uh, hopefully in, you know, maybe a year or two, we'll have another update of something awesome you're doing and change people's lives again. Okay. All right. Thanks for having me guys. All right. See you later. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.